Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies, both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hello, my name is Matthew Kidman and welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. And we've just been through reporting season. It's been pretty tough, but guess what? We've gone through it and there are some stocks that have done very, very well and may be worthwhile listening to. So to talk about it today, I've got Blake Hendricks from Firetrail Investments, James Gerrish from Market Matters. James, we'll start with you. Let's go down the tech side. Used to be a, a sector we all love, not anymore, but Wise Tech, Global Logistics, it's still on fire, it still keeps growing. Buy, hold or sell? It's a hold from me. It's done all the great things. So it's obviously grown the number of customers that it serves and the customers that it's got have continued to spend more. So they're doing something right. I've been nowhere on the stock, Matthew, so um, don't own it. I think it's too expensive to go out there and buy now, but it's a hold, they're kicking goals. Blake, it's, I know you're a value guy. Buying something at 80, 90, 100 times PE, especially in this market, must be hard. But WiseTech's done an incredible job. Buy, hold, or sell? Yeah, they have done an, an incredible job. Uh, it's a sell for me. I mean, firstly, I've got to respect the operating performance of that business. They have grown the business very well. They actually just won a contract with the world's largest freight forwarder, Kuna and Nagel. Uh, got to respect that. It's not a buy because it's on 19 times sales. I think it's a sell because they've done 40 acquisitions. And it's just impossible, from my perspective, to get comfort with what's going on in the business. Now, let's go to something that the market loves to hate, but it's actually been a bit of a star lately. QBE Insurance, buy, hold or sell? Oh, QBE is a buy. Um, what was great about the result wasn't that it upgraded by 3 to 4%, and that's what the market did, was that it didn't have a shocker. Uh, and always has problems, doesn't it? Always has problems. But you know what? If you actually look at the underlying trends of the business, in the last three years, they've been steadily improving over time. Uh, one of the great things is the new CEO, Andrew Horton, has increased... Uh, the amount of catastrophe allowance, that's going to mean more reliable profits. It's on a single digit PE. One year forward, it's a buy. James, you could have paid me anything to say QB was going to be in our great results <laughs> segment in this show. Buy, hold or sell? It's a hold for me. I hate sitting on the fence, Matthew, and I am on this one. But I think, you know, to, to, to Blake's comments around the operational performance, it's really improved over the last few years. Uh, they've simplified their business. They're not writing premiums for premiums mm. sake. Um, they've, uh, you know, they're focusing on areas where they've got an edge. But I think the macro tailwinds have been really supportive of it. It's a, it's a big leverage beast to the macro environment, driving premium increases and increasing the returns they're getting on the float. So if I look six to 12 months out, uh, I think that driver, that tailwind, is not as uh, significant as it has been in the last 12 months. So you're getting off the beast, not yeah, riding it. I think so, and it concerns me. I've always been, whenever QBE is, and, and this might be the wrong way to think about it, whenever it's been um, doing well, it does something to stuff it yeah, up. Yeah, we've all so got, we've got we've all been fingers. Burnt. Yeah, that's right. Okay, let's get to Caterpillar, Coats Hire, Seven Group. Good result, buy, hold or sell? It's a buy for me. Um, Coats is going particularly well. West Track is going particularly well. Uh, it's not on a hugely demanding premium in terms of valuation relative to A, the market, but also the sector that it operates in. The trends are good. We heard from, uh, we, don't, we own Deer and Co over in the US, uh, and they're seeing really similar um, uh, you know, strength in their business. So I think it bodes well for Seven. Uh, so it's a buy for us. 
What about you, Blake? Do you like this story? It's, it's been going well for a while. It's obviously tapped into that lot of spend in the mining sector after a bit of a hiatus. Buy, hold or sell? It's a hold for me. Uh, you know, you've got Beach doing poorly, Borrell, you know, with a bit of an opportunity to turn around. But what matters is West Track. The great news for seven group shareholders is the upgraded WestTrack um, earnings growth from low teens to mid teens. That's got implications for this second half, which is going to be very, very strong on the back of that. But then I sort of have a look at Coates and, and they're almost at peak cycle utilisation. You never know when to get off the train. It's, it's a hold. It's doing well for now, but I think if we look at a couple of years, it might be doing a bit tougher. Okay, let's get back to our natural habitat, given we're in a bearish market. What's the, what's the company that disappointed you in the reporting season that is worthwhile pointing out? Uh, I think Commonwealth Bank. Um, you know, it, it's a very big one. It's seen as safe. It was hitting all-time highs earlier this year. So it's been amazing given everything that's going on in the world mm. that, uh, you know, Australia's largest bank has, has been hitting all-time highs. But what we saw was they're talking about uh, NIMS peaking in October. They're talking about mortgages being written below ROE. And it's going to be very hard to reprice mortgages in this environment. Could you imagine a bank going out of cycle on a mortgage? I think it's very, very unlikely. So we think it struggles along. And on 17 times PE, over two times book, it, it's vulnerable to any more bad news. You can you beat that suggestion as far as bad goes, James? I'm going to, I'm going to go down the spectrum a little bit, Matthew. And market cap. Market cap, yeah. that is. Uh, and I'm going to focus on Centuria Capital CNI. Um, the result itself uh, was, a, was a reasonable um, slight beat to what we're expecting in terms of their earnings, but the composition uh, was weak. So uh, the, the beat was driven by some of the areas of the business that are, that are not the high quality earnings drivers that are going to be that way going forward. So funds management was slightly weak. Their, uh, the cost of capital, their interest expenses going up. And one of the X factors in their business is around um, transactions uh, in the next six months. It could go well, it could, could not. So to me, that was, you know, I looked at the result, it was good on the above the surface and a little bit soft underneath. So CNI was one that disappointed me, Matthew. If you take the time out to listen to these wise guys, you can be ensured that you could get some winners out of a very, very, very tough reporting season. If you enjoyed that show, give it a thumbs up. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel for Livewire Markets. There's lots of great content. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.